Hello and welcome. My name is Mike Hanley and this is the first What You Said of 2017. It's Tuesday the 10th of January and I'm speaking to you from the World Economic Forum's headquarters here in Geneva, Switzerland, less than one week before the opening session of our annual meeting in Davos Clusters. It's going to be a cracker of a meeting this year. Uh, We have, of course, we are looking forward to welcoming the President of China, Xi Jinping, over 50 heads of state, some 3,000 CEOs and heads of civil society organisations, religious leaders, social entrepreneurs, young global leaders, artists experts and academics and you name it, they are coming to Davos and we are looking forward to that. Each week, of course, in this program, what you said, I take it upon myself to roll up my sleeves and hold my nose, dig deep into the vat of offcuts and unpolished diamonds that you, the great global public, leave in the comment streams on our social media channels. But before we get into that, and given that we're just a week out from the annual meeting in Davos, things are getting exceedingly hectic here in Geneva and also online, I thought I'd just stop and give you uh, a little idea of the immensity of the tidal wave of high-level insights and ideas that are coming your way over the next couple of weeks. The team right now are busy posting online some 150 new posts from all sorts of people all around the world at top level, and I can guarantee you that there is no media outlet in the world that will have the level of insight, commentary, and ideas that we are publishing on Agenda, the World Economic Forum's website, blog site, Agenda this week. And that is before the meeting even starts. Earlier today, uh, we held the pre-meeting press conference when we officially announced who's coming and the big ideas shaping the program in the week ahead. If you want to watch that, you can watch it in full on our website. Go to the events tab at weforum.org. But I thought I'd pick out just one choice snippet from the session. Here is Professor Klaus Schwab opening the press conference. Good afternoon and a very cordial welcome to everybody. Let me start with a quote. Economic globalization has entered a critical phase. A mounting backlash against its effects, especially in industrial democracies, is threatening a very disruptive impact on economic activity and social stability in many countries. The mood in these democracies is one of helplessness and anxiety, which helps explain the rise of a new brand of populist politicians. All this confronts political and economic leaders with the challenge of demonstrating how the new global capitalism can function to the benefit of the majority and not only for corporate leaders and investors. The globalized economy must not become synonymous with free market on the rampage, a brakeless train wrecking havoc. 
the social responsibility of corporations and governments remain as important as ever. There can be no sustainable growth without the public at large seeing itself as a major stakeholder in the successful functioning of the economy. That was, of course, Professor Klaus Schwab speaking today at the press conference here in Geneva. Uh, and he started with a quote, and that quote sounds pretty prescient. It's pretty much on the money about what is going on in the world right at the moment. It's about the rise of populist politics in response to radical global capitalism and the impending or actually crashing wave of backlash against globalization. But what is both impressive and depressing is that that quote is taken from an article written no less than 21 years ago by Professor Schwab, and it is instructive and not a little bit discouraging to see how very little things have changed in all that time. I recommend actually that you Google that article and have a read if you really want to scratch your head and wonder how, where the, you know, uh, what is the expression? The more things change, the more they stay the same. If you want to find it, I would Google Klaus Schwab International Herald Tribune Globalization Backlash. It'll be the first link that pops up, and I believe it is from 1996, around about this time. That was from the press conference today, and it is a prescient commentary on the state of the world. Now, it is time to get down to what you said this week. Uh, in fact, I look back over the last month because I took a break over the New Year period. I wanted to see what were some of the most commented pieces of content over the course of the last month, and that included a lot of the stuff that we replayed from the year before because over the New Year period, we replayed some of the stuff that had really gone well over the course of the previous 12 months. So a lot of the stuff that I will be commenting on today actually is relevant for the last Last 12 months, but I thought I'd kind of summarize it in three rules of digital media game building, how, how, to, how to strike digital media gold, uh, if you really are interested in that kind of thing. The first rule, I'm not going to tell you outright, but here is a clue. I applied for Harvard for 10 times rejected. <laughs> when KFC came to China, come to my seat. You 20, 24 people went for the job. 23 people accepted. I was the only one guy. Do you recognize who that was? That is Jack Ma, the founder and executive chairman of China's digital commerce giant Alibaba. And actually, I saw online yesterday, he came out and he shook hands with the president-elect of the United States, Donald Trump. Apparently, they talked about small business. But anyway, that quote that I just played you was Jack Ma. Uh, he is a frequent participant in forum activities. Looking forward to welcoming him to Davos next week. He is, of course, a member of the forum's board of trustees and therefore, gives us guidance, moral and business guidance on how we should progress this platform. That clip was taken from a session at our annual meeting 12 months ago. It was a one-on-one -on -one interview in which Jack revealed his secrets to success. 
and we cut that video into a few sound bites with Jack talking about being rejected from Harvard 10 times. He was also talking about gender equality and various perspectives that he has formed becoming one of China's top entrepreneurs and rags to riches stories. Here, for example, he speaks about money. When you have $1 billion, that's not your money. That's the trust society gives on you. So these little insight nuggets from Jack Ma are like digital media gold. And when we posted that video on Facebook on December 26th, despite the fact that it was one day after Christmas Day, you went mad for it. You watched it over 18 million times and posted some 1,700 comments on the stream, many of which praised Jack Ma's insights. Here's Shivrama who comments on Facebook and who was educated in South Africa, said, Loving this, a great message to all the youth from developing nations who, via small UN-funded projects, try entrance exams at universities across the first world. Always keep on trying your best and something will eventually go your way. He says, comparing these students to Jack Ma, who, you know, kept trying to get into Harvard over 10 times. Nick Tan from Singapore said, my salutes, so much to learn in one video, a brilliant mind that does not discriminate and leverages on diversity of different minds and empowerment of others, no criticism and condemnation of women and giving them a chance. Here's Arben Kalamata from Ontario. Why the hell did he apply 10 times? Who applies 10 times to the same university? And replying to that, Arthur Revs Lao Ong, who's from the Philippines, replied, it's Harvard. So my first secret to digital success is celebrity sells. If you've got Jack Ma on tape, use him because people love what the guy has to say and they watch and share it and they comment on it and it is interesting for people and educational and inspirational, so we're all for that. My second tip for digital gold is from our second most viewed video of 2016. Anything to do with parenting is digital gold. A short video we put together titled, Want to be a good parent? Let your children be bored, was watched over 37 million times. Personally, I mean, I personally think that its success was down to an unbeatable combination of child rearing and screens. As a parent of three children, I think the biggest challenge that middle-class parents face is the regulation and control of screen time. How much is too much and how do you enforce it when and if you turn off the television, they turn on the computer and if you turn on the computer, they pick up the iPad and if you take the iPad away, they'll steal your phone and if you manage to take the phone back, well, by that stage I've given up and gone to bed. So we find that whenever we publish something to do with children and screens, it goes crazy. This piece that went with this video was by Teresa Belton of the University of East Anglia and it cited research that showed that children who grew up without any screen interaction at all, and this was from way back in the 1980s, scored higher on divergent thinking skills such as creativity and imagination and frankly the ability to entertain themselves and when we made that into a short video you had a lot to say about it 
Katie Osborne, a student and bartender from Newcastle in the UK, said, People's brains are not meant to be constantly engaged and entertained. Boredom is important in that it allows the mind to wander freely and makes way for innovation. Bored minds make discoveries, solve problems and make use of imagination. Many others agreed that creating space for kids and adults alike to be creative is really important. Others, however, didn't think it was so simple. So that was my, that's my second piece of digital gold. That's my second tip. Children, screens, parenting, anything to do with that topic and you're on to a winner. Lastly, and my third tip for creating digital success is that people love optimism and new ways of doing things. Last week, we published a piece showing how integrating people across the generations can have positive impacts for both. In Holland, there's a scheme where young people can live rent-free in retirement homes where they interact with the elderly residents, reading to them, sharing their lives and teaching them how to use technology. Over 18 million people watched that video since it was published and many people pitched in to share their own experiences. Elise Robitaille says, I lived for a few months with seniors in Japan when I was 22. I didn't have to pay for my rent, but had to give a few hours of lessons per week and serve breakfast in the morning. That was probably the most enriching experience of my life. I learned so much about their culture and language. And Carlita Dolores France responds, what a great solution to such a major challenge. While Murad Hanush responds to those two by saying, my own experience in Japan at Mitsubishi was overwhelming in 1983. That's 34 years back. Learning from Japanese and their elderly is at times better than a university PhD. Culture, history, ethics, respect, serenity. These are attributes that can make generations of youngsters flourish. That's how and why Japan became such an economic power, almost second or third in the world. Awe-inspiring was my experience. My mind was back then transformed with cherished ideas. So there we have it. Three ways to strike digital gold. Celebrity, children and old people. Now I'm going to head back into my cave and I'm going to continue preparations for Davos next week. Just to give you an overview of what's happening when, we kick off on Monday evening with the Crystal Awards where we'll be celebrating the social impact of artists such as Forrest Whitaker and singer-songwriter Shakira, German violin virtuoso and Sophie Mutter. We're going to celebrate what they've done for people other than themselves. Then on Tuesday, we'll be welcoming the president of China, Xi Jinping, and things will continue from there. I know because I've been working very hard on it that we have an immensely interesting Facebook Live program, and I do hope that you will be tuning in on Facebook to see some of the people that we'll be talking to and to chip in with questions and comments and some of your own insights. Next week... On Tuesday, the first day of Davos, I'm going to be back with a special edition of What You Said, welcoming some of the people who responded to our call out for voices from the great global public. 
on the big issues facing our future. I've been talking to them over Skype this week and have had a lot of really very interesting conversations and I look forward to sharing those with you next week. Thank you for listening all the way through to the end. You really deserve a lollipop in my view. My name is Mike Hanley. This program was What You Said and it's Tuesday, January the 10th, 2017. Until next week, Davos week, goodbye.